Welcome to The Whiny Entrepreneurs, a podcast for business owners who sometimes feel alone in the daily adventures of entrepreneurship. We're your hosts, Shelby Bargies and Danielle Moore. and it was moving Mm -hmm. or a big change I guess coming and how's that going so far so good yeah so I got to well (laughs) so good for the amount of time that I've been in my new Mm -hmm. place so I moved to Bread Creek a couple weeks ago and I've only been there for like four days because I had to come back to Edmonton right away for a few things but the four days I was there were fantastic that's awesome yeah amazing the the mountains are like just behind us and that's so incredible yeah it is it's amazing yeah yeah so I've been having a lot of fun with that and just it changes the workflow of the day I think in a positive way which is what I was really hoping for mm-hmm. so we'll see how it goes it's it's a big shift and it sort of shifts everything else. But yeah, like I said, I think it's all good, good shifts. Yeah. It's good to do things that are different and mm-hmm. can kind of give you a different focus, a different appreciation yeah. for what you do and the ability to mm-hmm. go a little more virtual. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. It's good timing because I'm at a point where I feel really stable in the business now and mm. I am wanting to make changes in the business anyway. So I've shifted more toward virtual services. Um, I'm shifting toward blogging this year. So, and, and it's already coming together. I've signed on so many blogging clients this month. I just Love can't even it. keep track. Yeah. So it's a good time for this shift and it feels, it doesn't feel stressful. It just feels right. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think it's such a good example of putting something out there in the world that you're excited about and that you want to do and how it's Mm -hmm. just kind of it lined up for you so well in terms of even getting the blogging clients. Yeah, lined up perfectly. And and it's a funny story how it all kind of came about. It was, I don't know if I mentioned this last time we talked about it, but my friend kind of jokingly texted me and said, you should come move with us to Bragg Creek. And I said in reply, well, I mean, it's not out of the out of the realm of possibility. So sure. And people keep asking me, why are you doing this again? Right. They know that it's happening, but then they can't remember what the reason was. Mm -hmm. And I just say it just everything just lined up really perfectly. I knew I was going to give up my place and I didn't know where I was going to be. And for these like three days, I was just thinking about what am I going to do? Where am I going to live? Do I want to move? Do I want to stick in stick around in Edmonton? And the circumstances just all fell into place at the exact right moment where I kind of felt like if I said no, I would regret it just because it was so perfect. Yeah. And then that ties in so well with what we're talking about today, which Mm -hmm. is does fate find you or follow you? Yeah. So exciting. I personally, fate found me on a chairlift. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. This is your story of how you, because you were set to do one thing and totally did a 180. Yeah. Just because of this one moment. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Okay. Well, of course, I mean, it's not (laughs) you. Yeah, sure. (laughs) It is a defining moment that I remember. Okay. I'm going to get into that story after we talk about our wine for Mm -hmm. the day. Yes. It is a red that we are drinking mm-hmm. today. It, what do you think so far? We've had a few sips. It's good. I thought it was going to be light because it looks light. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have legs really. Mm-hmm. And it's really light in color and really like it almost looks ju- like juice, a mm-hmm. little bit, like cranberry juice. So I expected it to be light, but it's actually pretty bold. And it's it's a Tempranillo, which is a Spanish wine. So mm. they're supposed to be a bit more bold. Okay. 
So it's, it's slightly dry. Like I find that it, it is. is drying out yeah. my palate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> AKA yes. my mouth. <laughs> Gotta have the water on hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's good though. I, I like it so far. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it is good. Uh, do you have any guesses on the tasting notes? Mm, I would say... Let me taste it again. Hold on. There's nothing on the back of the wine bottle, mm. so... I'm going to go with plum. There's a bit of plum flavor to it. Mmm. Like rich. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you think? I taste some... I taste the plum. And then as it sits on my palate, I feel like it turns a bit oaky. Mmm. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I can sort of taste it in the back of my mouth. Yeah. And it kind of just, it changes as it sits there. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It is. It's a bit neat. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we will continue sipping on this as we chat about Mm. our topic of the day. Basically, the question that we wanted to ask today is, do you believe that the universe or God or your biology or whatever sort of fate that you believe in, do you believe that that's what's leading you somewhere? Or do you believe that you create your own fate. So is there something you're supposed to do and you have to find your way to that? Or are you cutting your own path and you could go a bunch of different directions, but you're going to find the one that's right for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a deep question. It's deep. It's really it's deep. But really I, deep question. As soon as, as soon as we mentioned that we were going to do this topic, it started coming up in a lot of conversations. Mm. And I realized that it's actually a theme that people think about more than they realize yeah well because you always think about you know if you have a bad day at work or something you're like am I supposed to be doing this Mm -hmm. is this what I'm meant to be doing yeah or if you are having a difficult whatever it is if it's difficult you start questioning that and but if things are going great then you're like yes this is absolutely what I'm meant to do and yeah what I'm meant to be doing yeah it's such an interesting thing I for me Based on my experience to this point in my life, I think we have something that destiny is not the right word. I guess maybe fate, mm-hmm. but we have something that we're essentially meant to be here to do. We have something mm-hmm. that we can contribute to the world yeah. in our own special and unique way. Mm-hmm. But we can take so many paths to get there and we can also there's so many things that we can do we have full choice of what we do and how Mm -hmm. we do it yeah we can choose to kind of go either way I like that I'd say um and I probably will end up contradicting myself later in this episode (laughs) because it's hard it's like and I think that for a lot of people it's a balance of you know sort of fate follows you and fate finds you Mm -hmm. Uh, for me I think that I err on the side of you have to take responsibility a little bit mm-hmm. because I've seen people who have passions, they recognize them, they see them, and then they kind of just let it sit there. And, mm-hmm. and that's so frustrating for me because I get passionate seeing them, how they feel about it. Yeah. And then they're just kind of letting it pass them by mm-hmm. when I feel like, you know, chasing that is chasing fulfillment and fulfillment leads to happiness so Mm -hmm. it can be really scary though too to when you have this thing that you're so passionate about and you're so excited about yeah it can be really scary what if you do it and you get rejected what Mm -hmm. if you do it and you fail at it or you're not good at it or you're not as good as you think Mm -hmm. or what if you do it and then you've done it and 
like you're like, well, what's next? What else do I do with my life kind of thing? And that does happen. I even find myself like I think I really found what I'm meant to be doing in a certain sense. I think that there's um, and see now I'm at the point where I'm thinking more, you Mm -hmm. know, more and different. And maybe there's something, you know, I have this main passion maybe I need to add something to it or take it a different direction yeah (laughs) yeah and that's just growth right but I think people are hesitant for exactly the reasons that you just said and Mm -hmm. it is scary it's Mm -hmm. terrifying Mm -hmm. I have had my book shot down by so many um so many literary agents that you would be horrified Mm -hmm. but the cool thing is is and I'm sure everyone who is turned away by literary agents would eventually find that person. Mm -hmm. But it's the person who keeps going, who keeps showing up, who is going to get that word out there. And that's where choice comes in, right? Like we all have that choice. Maybe you give up on the 66th rejection, but it would have been the 67th. That would have been Oh, that's totally it. Right? And that's what I've heard from a lot of authors and a lot of people who have been published is, you know, I could have stopped after 20 because it hurt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it did hurt a little bit. But actually, the funny thing is, the further you go along, the less it hurts. Mm. And I find that even with um, the business side of things, when I started out, if I had some criticism or if it didn't work out with a client or whatever the situation was, it didn't go positively. I was devastated. I associated it with my self-worth. I was like, I'm not good at this. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm. I am not, I shouldn't, I'm not meant to be doing this. And it's really funny now because I look at things so differently, like vastly differently. Yeah. Because if something happens and there's a setback, I can sort of take a backseat and realize it's not about me. It could be about them. It could be about how we're working together. It could be about communication. It's more like diagnosing the issue. Mm -hmm. And there's almost always a resolution. And if there's not, that's okay. (laughs) And that's such a good, especially with how you're talking about having these bigger dreams and taking what you did dream of doing and making it bigger, Mm -hmm. being able to say, okay, this failure is something that I can learn from or this setback or whatever it is. It's something to learn from and it's not something to stop you and it's not something to give up on. It's okay. What are we going to learn here and keep going? Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. And if you're already on a path and it feels right, and then you just have one little setback, I mean, it's just not, it's not worth it to to think that way and give it all up mm-hmm. just for that one little setback. But it, but it happens. Yeah, it does Right? Happen. It happens. I, yeah. I've had those thoughts go through my mind, and thankfully I haven't let them sit there. Yeah. But I've also known people who, you know, go, like, they start to think, like, Maybe this isn't what I'm meant to do. It should be Mm. easy. But that's the thing is even if it's fate, even if it's destiny, even if it's what the universe wants you to do, whatever that is, it's going to be hard. Yeah, exactly. And it should be hard. And it should be hard. Because otherwise it's not fun. Mm -hmm. It's not as much fun. And it's not a challenge and it's not going to be something that you like. That's the thing about passion is that if you're passionate about something, the challenge isn't a roadblock. I mean, it can feel like that sometimes. Don't get me wrong. It feels like a roadblock. But Mm -hmm. in the longer run and as you move through the challenges, you start to see like that's necessary and it's making you better and it's making you work harder for it. And the harder you work for it, the more fulfillment you get. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was watching the halftime show of the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and it's easy to look at artists like them and say, wow, they just got it. 
They've mm-hmm. got it so good. Yeah. And forget, like when you look at them dancing and yeah. singing, how much work and practice and years of dedication go into being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Daily. It's not like they just woke up one day yeah. and this was their destiny and they could get on mm-hmm. stage in the middle of a football stadium in front yeah. of you know, millions of viewers online and... And from the outside looking in with a lot of people who are actors actors or actresses or pop stars and all that, that's what it looks like. It looks like you woke up and did it. Mm -hmm. The more I look at that, the more I realize that's not what it is. Acting especially. Yeah. uh, Just having done a couple of things that are not even really acting and seeing how hard it is to put yourself in someone else's shoes and get those like microscopic little expressions and and yeah that's that's insane that takes that takes talent but mostly that takes training yeah like crazy intense training and fixing and hitting the roadblocks and trying again yeah and it takes more takes than you realize right so that's that's the interesting part is that there's so much behind the scenes when yeah. you're looking at someone who you just think, well, they woke up and they were successful. Yeah. And it's not to say that some people don't have advantages, but I think no matter what, if you're successful at something, you are working at it. You yeah. have to be. So I want to think about what we do. I've talked to a lot of people and what we end up doing, what we feel like is our our fate or mm-hmm. our passion lies kind of thing. It's often what we naturally loved as a kid. Yeah. So I think about myself and when I was a kid, I loved playing dress up. Yeah. My mom told me stories of when I, like before I was even two, I would be putting socks on myself and trying to dress myself. And it was just something I naturally loved. And I remember as a kid, I loved dressing my Barbies. Mm -hmm. I loved dressing my younger siblings. I loved playing dress up. So it's this interesting thing how that's something I loved and I was passionate about naturally as a kid. Mm -hmm. And then now you come here like how many years later, 30 plus years later, and I that this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm dressing people for a living. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And it's it's so interesting and fun. And so I, I challenge you all who are listening to think about what is it that you loved as a kid? Mm-hmm. And are you doing that thing now? Yeah, it's an interesting exercise. It is another thing to think about too, because I always think of this in terms of, you know, some people are that I talk to say, well, I'm not really like doing something that I love. And, you know, this is what I'm passionate about, but I have this high paying job. I don't want to leave it. It's really good. You don't necessarily have to do that either. You don't have to make it a business. You don't have to make it a job. You can either incorporate it into something you're doing already. You can Mm -hmm. pursue it more intensely as a hobby. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to define you, but it's important, I think, just to pursue it, right? See where it goes. And you never know where it's going to take you. That's always the interesting part. So yeah, exactly. It's well, and it's interesting because something that I always thought I would do even as a kid too, is speak in front of audiences. Mm -hmm. So be a professional speaker. Yeah. It's just funny because I was a very shy kid. Yeah, that is funny. But there was something about that just was in me that I felt about being on stage and talking to people. When I got into HR, I might've talked about this in the Uh, episode where we talked about how I got to where I am, but Mm. I kind of took it as, well, I'm doing training. I'm facilitating training. This is 
where that passion lies. Mm -hmm. And yet I've realized now years later. Oh no. Yeah. I haven't taken it far enough. <laughs> I haven't taken it far enough. Like there's, you said, there's the dreams and then there's like the dream. the dream. Yeah. The dream that you're living and the dream that you're pursuing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I completely agree that you don't have to be doing it as your career and as your job mm -hmm. because you have to make decisions. You have to be responsible yeah. and yeah. Fi figure out what works yeah. for you. And maybe what your passion is, is, isn't what you're going to do for work or you don't have to make it into a like mm -hmm. a, a money-making endeavor but yeah. what you what you do for work you then it can fund fund it yeah exactly can it fund passion. it yeah that's a, that's a really good point as well for, for a lot of people I mean it's probably tough as well because you have different passions different things that you feel you're fated to do so for some people you know having kids or having um like being able to travel those kind of things are big dreams as well mm -hmm. and it's something you're passionate about but it all has to balance out right you have to be able to do all these things and it's not going to happen all at once so <laughs> yeah that's, yeah that's another piece to look at too but I do agree that getting back to your roots what you were interested in as a kid is a really interesting way to come back to what what was my purpose, you know, mm -hmm. when I started out life, because for me, it was the same. I used to write little storybooks <laughs> sitting at the kitchen table. And that was amazing. And I fell away from that for a really long time and ended up back, mm -hmm. back, arriving back at it when I was in high school. So, well, and it's interesting how little there's little nudges almost that are going to nudge you along the way. Yeah. It might not be a straight path. Yeah, exactly. And so it might take some twists and turns, yeah, but it's winding. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So you had this passion as mm -hmm. a kid and then you went, you ended up going into HR, but the funny thing, so talking about winding path is that you weren't even like, that wasn't even your initial plan. No, it's so funny. Cause when I was in grade nine, I wanted to be an accountant. I was like, I love numbers. I love, so I was in like the finance club and I got to go and do like junior achievement, these business simulations. And wow. so it was very, those weren't necessarily accounting focus, but it was kind of along those lines and pushing you towards that. Mm -hmm. And then I went to university. It didn't change. I was doing business. I loved my accounting classes, mm -hmm. mostly because they were so easy. <laughs> I didn't barely have to study and yeah. I did really well in them. They just made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And so I'm like, of course, I'm going to do this. Like, it totally makes sense. And then in my third year of university, so this was after I had moved to Edmonton, I went on a ski trip and I think I was already starting to question accounting at that point. Mm -hmm. And then I went on a ski trip to Sunshine. I don't even remember who I was on the ski trip with. And I was ended up going up a chairlift with an older gentleman and we were having a conversation the whole way up. We just chatted and he turns to me because I must have told him I was going to be an accountant. Mm -hmm. And as we got to the top, he turns to me and he's like, you're not an accountant. And it was so funny because, of course, we skied off. I've never, who knows who he is. Yeah. But he was someone who kind of either reaffirmed what I was already thinking or planted that seed. I'm not exactly sure which it was, mm -hmm. but it was a moment that something clicked for me. Yeah. 
and I, I don't know if it was that week or a couple weeks later, I went and changed my major. Yeah. Yeah. To human resources. To human resources. So well, he and he didn't actually say you should be in human resources. No. He just said you're not an accountant. Exactly. Interesting. And what a funny, bold statement. Yeah, right. From a complete stranger. So that this can influence, yeah, that can influence like, your whole life. Yeah. Like, exactly. and, he, and the funny thing is he doesn't know he, he changed the trajectory of your life. Yeah. Exactly. Those and moments. The oh. only reason why I chose HR was when you look at the options for a major mm-hmm. at the time, there's so many more options now, yeah. but at the time it, there was very few. Yeah. And the only one, I had no clue what HR was about. I was like, it's dealing with people. So yeah. I like people for the most part. I can actually, and I can see that. I can see why that's a strength for you mm-hmm. for sure. I, I And I sort of even see what he was talking about, mm-hmm. that random old man. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wasn't even that old. <laughs> yeah. At the time. Like 19. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's 30 and yeah. oh, he's this old guy. This old guy told me not to go into accounting. Yeah. The, uh, the, the funny, the interesting thing is that, like you said, it's a winding path and then random things happen, right? And sometimes they derail you and that's not great. Well, and that's where really making sure that you take time to reflect mm-hmm. on yourself, reflect on what you, what you want, how you feel about things. That's where something like having a meditation practice is good or self-reflection practice can be really good mm. to t- kind of tune out everything that's around you and all because we we have inputs from everyone yeah right? exactly. yeah and to really think what do I want yeah and then do I have the people around me who are going to support mm-hmm. me in getting there. Yeah. And it's, and it, I mean, it's interesting. It's even when you think of fate, like, so I was in HR for 13 years. And then I, a few years prior to that, I was starting to get that feeling of, okay, this isn't it. This isn't it. Mm, There's something sorry. more. Yeah. And then getting laid off was this catalyst for me. And I could have taken it as a, like, destroy my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Or I could have gone and gotten another HR job, but I chose to follow that almost like that intuition yes. that I know there's something more for mm-hmm. me. I've been preparing my mind when I think about it for the few years leading up to that. Yeah. And then it was just like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm doing this. I'm scared out of my pants, <laughs> but I'm going to do this. Yeah, you got this. And I think that when you think about fate I think I'm doing what I'm meant to do mm-hmm. but I could have made the decision not to yeah. and I'm sure I would have been just fine yeah exactly I might have been like more you. restless yes I would yeah. I could have traveled more because yeah getting a steady paycheck <laughs> is always nice but yeah when you start making those little decisions mm-hmm. to change yeah. it's you know you know when it's mm-hmm. right yeah that word you used as well intuition mm-hmm. that's kind of even with my move my recent move that was what I was guided by a lot because Ooh. I mean, like rationally, I could have chosen either way and it didn't really matter. I'm very, uh, I'm a free bird, let's say. <laughs> so I, I don't have any, you know, major commitments tying me down. And mm-hmm. that's sort of what I've been moving toward on purpose. For me, it was, it didn't require a lot of, well, this or this or this or this. It was kind of more of that gut feeling. And when I thought about the gut feeling and sort of sat with it, like you said, meditation and that kind of thing, it was a no brainer. Mm -hmm. It was the yes was sort of on the tip of my tongue. So I just let it go. Yeah. And intuition is a really funny thing. I have like, I'm not a very, how do I put that? Well, I always say what you say, (laughs) woo-woo. I'm not like a woo-woo person. And yet, I think I find like the concept of intuition really important because it's almost like you're 
body reacts differently than your brain. Yeah. And if you listen to it, it will tell you things that you're thinking, but not thinking. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I I think about not just work-wise, but I think about a lot of things in my life where I followed my intuition and or I didn't. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, so that's where you still have the choice. Yes. Yep. You always kind of know when when following it is the the right thing and Yeah. It's usually turns out a little bit better even yeah. if it's really scary. Yeah, exactly. Like starting a business. Yes, it's very scary. scary. Well, it's starting a business and then you kind of get comfortable with where you're at in the Mm -hmm. business and then to grow and to think bigger and to think differently is and to keep going. Yeah. Right. Sometimes to keep going takes a lot of courage. Yeah. And you have and people around you might say, what are you doing? Yeah. Go get a real job, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. But you need those people who are going to not only cheer you on, Mm -hmm. but help you get there. Like yes. who are going to challenge you in a way yeah. that is like, I want to see you grow. I want to see mm-hmm. you get, yeah, you know, get bigger mm-hmm. and take up more space. I and I love that. I think, and you've kind of mentioned a couple of times having, having a support system. The other side of it, and I don't, maybe this is personally just me, but the other side of it is having people who will challenge you and say, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you sure about that? Like, I have a couple people in my life, like when I went to university, people challenged me when uh, even like a, a, probably about a year ago, I had someone say to me, is this what you want to be doing still? And it was actually really nice to be asked that question because it's a question that I hadn't allowed myself to ask. Mm. And it made me think about it. And yeah. I was able to answer the question and say, yes, but I need to make some changes. But yes. And that kind of reaffirmed that I'm on the right path. I am happy. I need to stop looking at it this way and start looking at it this way. And Mm -hmm. same with when I was going to university. It made me that much more determined to sort of be challenged. So there's a place for people who are going to support you. And there's a place for people who are going to challenge you. And I mean, it has to be within bounds. Like you don't want people to bring you down. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between someone who's going to bring you down and someone Mm -hmm. who's challenging you to bring you up. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Who wants you to look at it from another perspective? Yeah. And that's still supportive. It's just supportive in a different way. Yeah. I have a friend who we, I call it our mastermind. We meet every Monday afternoon mm-hmm. and we just talk business. We talk yeah. about what we're doing and we spent a lot of time just talking and dreaming. And then now we're starting to actually do the things. Yeah. And he challenges me yeah. every time. Yes. We just met yesterday yeah. and he, he, he pushes me. Yeah. And the thing is, is we've We've created a trust relationship that I know he's pushing me yeah. because he wants to see me succeed. Yes. Yeah, so you don't take it as, you know, oh, maybe I should rethink mm-hmm. that. You take about, you think of it, you do rethink it. Yeah. But you rethink it in a positive way Yeah, where you're realizing I'm not taking this far enough. I'm not yeah. doing enough. Yeah. I need to be, and sometimes know, after it's it. scary. Yeah. Sometimes it's so scary what he's challenging me on. Yes. He's like, I'm like, stop saying that because yeah. I know you're right. I know I need to do it, yes. but I'm scared. Yeah. And to have him just put it out there. Yeah. Like you said, like just someone to ask you that question mm-hmm. that you're too scared to ask yourself. Yes. And I mean, I have other people in other areas of my life to do that as well, but he's just someone who's really like just process things. Mm-hmm. Like with him, it's very pro- like a process thing. Yeah. And I love it because... I want to be rethinking my processes. I want to really challenge myself on that. And yet if I don't have someone 
to bounce those ideas off or mm-hmm. try to make it yeah. like sound different or bigger or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Or just to question it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So true. I think we need to pour a little bit more wine. I told you that I was going to go easy and I know beating you on it. Seriously. <laughs> Clearly. It's good though. It's a really good wine. It is a nice really wine. I like, I like bolder wines. So it's, yeah, it feels like a good, good day for that. Yeah. Just the right timing. What are some reasons where you might have said no to something that felt right? Do you have any examples or mm. can you think of when you may have said no to something that felt right? Well, I resisted even starting the business. I really resisted making it a business, mm-hmm. to be honest, in the first place. And I had, again, some people who pushed me and pushed me and pushed me and challenged me. And eventually I sort of, I mean, literally I just gave in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gave into the pressure and, and I don't regret it at all. And I needed that for sure. Yeah. But I did, I resisted it a lot. It was, it was doubts. It was out of my comfort zone. It was, you know, I was shy and introverted and it meant dealing with people and talking to people and selling myself, which I'm still really bad at and I'm working on it. And that's actually something I have to work on. Mm-hmm. And I'm still to this day working on it. Yeah. And we've talked about that. So, you know, there's these pieces that are always going to challenge you, but I think you can say no to something, but th- that's where fate maybe does come in a little bit to sort of, and maybe that's within you rather than some fate that's out there mm-hmm. saying, I mean, do it, you could do it, right? Just that little sort of voice inside your head that won't quite let you give up on it, even if you're not pushing forward. Yeah. Well, I, I really think that, you know, I, I've said a few years before I left HR, mm-hmm. I had this internal feeling. I need something different. It's something different. There's a lot that I like about this, mm-hmm. a lot that I love about it, but there's something missing. There's something different. Yep. But I kept saying no. Yeah. And I kept saying no, because I mean, you have the golden handcuffs, right? Yes. And then this is where I, I don't know what I will term it let's mm-hmm. term it fate, is I ended up being impacted yeah. by layoffs, which was this, okay, come on, you you aren't doing this yourself. <laughs> so I'm giving yeah, you an right? opportunity. Yeah. Like literally the opportunity yeah. of a lifetime yeah. to start something new. Yeah. And I had carrots dangled in terms of other jobs, but I just knew I'm like, if I don't take this now and I don't do this it's now, not gonna happen. I'm never going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a choice. Yeah. Yeah. It was one where I had said no. Well, and even rewind before that, like 12 years, my brother had told me when he was just finishing university in engineering and he said, you should start a personal shopping business. All these Mm -hmm. engineers (laughs) need to have their game and they're getting these good jobs. And I, I was so fearful that I said Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. But think of where I would be had I said yes. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. Right. That would have given me an extra like 12 or 13 years of yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. Not that on, I regret. Yeah. On that note, though, finding your fate again, doesn't it, it's not going to happen always in your 20s. And I, I'm very privileged to you know, I feel a little bit like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. The, the face that you're giving me is basically <laughs> saying it all. Like I found my, I love fate. it. And I, 
in the in my 20s. I think that's amazing. Yeah, like really soon out of school. Even I feel like it could have happened sooner, but but really I found exactly what I want to be doing Mm -hmm. pretty much, you know, a couple years after school, which is which is pretty big. The more that I move through working with other business owners and uh, meeting other professionals and people who are in these roles who have these sort of other dreams that are there and they're talking about them, but they're not actively pursuing them. There's always still time, There's you know, always There's always time. still time. Absolutely. And I, I know it's really easy to like stand on the sidelines and say that, but really I think you can do it even cautiously if you're at a point, you know, if where it has to be a side hustle for a while, that's totally mm-hmm. okay. Or maybe that's, it's always going to be a side hustle, but it's worth it to pursue it. Yeah. If it feels right. Yeah, exactly. If it feels right, if it fills you up more Mm -hmm. than it, and I mean, any thing that's a dream is there's going to be parts of it that will be drains (laughs) are draining and aren't quite as amazing, but I think that's okay. It is. Like I said, the challenge is part of the process and it makes the wins that much sweeter. Yeah. Yeah. If you asked me that yesterday while I was in the middle of a challenge, I would have said, no, (laughs) I don't want to do it. That's the thing is sometimes it's, it's all in when you find it. But I mean, I think you have to look at, yeah, exactly. Perspective. And like you said, let's take a, Mm -hmm. you know, a bigger look at your life and what Mm -hmm. you're doing and what you have the privilege of doing and the people that you have around you. I mean, I feel so privileged with all the people that are around me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been very focused about that. I was just going to say you feel you because you said, oh, you feel lucky. But actually, you've built that Mm -hmm. very intentionally. Mm -hmm. I've seen you do that. (laughs) (laughs) But and it's nothing to do. I mean, part of it, I think, is I feel lucky because I cross paths with people. Yeah, of course. Right. We cross yeah, it's yeah. It wasn't guaranteed. But the intentional part of it yeah. is to continue to build that relationship. Yes, right, and co- to continue to allow it to go d- go deeper, to mm-hmm. build and dream together, yes. and to be able to see that in each other. Yeah, yeah, and to pull things out of each other, which mm-hmm. is which is important because you know friendships are friendships are great, but when you're in business, you need those business focused friendships mm-hmm. that are those people who challenge you, those people who support you. Mm-hmm. And that goes, you have to structure it almost, right? Yeah. You have to put the work in basically and do some give and take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there'll be more than one person. Yeah. Right? There'll be multiple people. Different yes. people will add yeah. different things yeah. into your life. And exactly. it even thinking about going back to your intuition, it's mm-hmm. trusting that intuition of who to, and, and who to build that relationship yeah. with. And it, I read this thing years ago, It was on friendships, but I think it kind of applies to business relationships or business friendships as well is sometimes people are in your life for a season. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a reason. Sometimes it's a lifetime. Yes. There's another one in there. I forget what it is. Yeah. And you just have to be okay that these relationships are going to come and go and some might stay for a very long time, but just learn from each and every one and think about what you're contributing as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that too with recently with relationships as well and, you know, having to let some of them go and that can feel not good. But Mm -hmm. also as I get older, I keep that in mind that Mm -hmm. what did I learn from that and why did it matter? And it does matter. Yeah, it does. And I find like I have so many people in my life that I love and I adore who they'll go out of my life 
and they'll we won't maybe talk regularly yeah. but I still I love and adore them yeah it's just life yeah. changes right totally. for a while and it it doesn't mean that we feel differently about each other and I love that you can have friendships like that yeah and relationships and even business relationships as well mm-hmm. where you know you're rooting them on sometimes it's from a distance yeah right? sometimes you're not there yeah more regularly and and that's okay and it's um yeah it's really cool yeah those people usually we share a quote at Mm. the end but we're going to share what we're calling a compact nugget (laughs) so trust your intuition but don't use it as an excuse to pass up opportunities or not work hard I mean, it's the middle ground between does fate follow you or find you, which <laughs> is a little bit of a cop out, but that's really what we kind of landed on, right? So your intu- intuition is there, but at the same time, you like you have the responsibility to act on it. Absolutely. And you should. Yeah, I agree. So let's reveal our wine for the day. All right. I'll let you do it because you... Sure. Yeah, I bought this bottle. It's uh, solely based on looks. And also I like Tempranillos. Hmm. They always have, they're always very interesting mm-hmm. and they're very different. They're very distinct. They have that boldness to them. So I, I actually really enjoy this and this is one I'd buy again. I don't know what, how you feel. I would consider it mm-hmm. if I was having maybe to have with a meal like that has some stronger cheeses or yeah. a bolder kind of meal that I had I think it would pair really nicely with that it is a beautiful label because clearly we (laughs) (laughs) we're very visual people it reminded me of a mandala which is why I liked it oh like it's not a mandala but it just sort of gave me that impression it's called Talma and it's Tempranillo so this is the I'm gonna mispronounce it but the Alceno Talma Tempranillo so Mm. it's from Murcia, Spain. And you can check out the photo of the bottle and the label in case you wanted to pick it up at your local wine store. Yeah, we'll be posting it in a few days. Yeah, a couple days. Check our social media. If you haven't, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Winey Entrepreneurs. And just to add a little nugget is we will be getting a new website coming pretty soon. Oh my gosh, super soon. Actually, I think by the time this is launched this episode yeah. is launched i think it'll be live i bet it'll be so live. go check it out because we're hosting the podcast there you can see the show notes you can you can actually listen from the website we had we had kat newman on the show probably four months ago and yeah. she built us since then she did our branding at that point but then after that she built us this beautiful wordpress oh, website that I'm we are so in love excited. with yeah so excited to share it with you all it so go check it out everything so perfectly yeah. so yeah please check it out um check out her work her business is called june creative and if you have a podcast and you need a website definitely definitely check out ours and, and see what she can do all right Peace. Peace. <laughs> Try not to spill all the wine ever Cheers. Thanks everyone for stopping by. We will be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of The Whiny Entrepreneurs. <laughs>